The Cultured Meat Symposium is back in San Francisco on October 28th and 29th, 2022. This year, the theme of the event is creativity and commerce. Learn more and register at www.cms2022.com. Thanks for joining us on the Cultured Meat and Future Food Show. I'm excited to have two of the members from Ocean Tastes on this episode. Dr. Reza Ovisi and Dr. Peter Nesai. I chat with both Peter and Reza about the importance of cultivated seafood such as oyster and crab. We learn about the dynamic relationships between academia and startups. We also discuss the environmental reasoning of creating products like cell-cultured oysters. I had a great discussion with Reza and Peter and they're both full of knowledge. Let's jump right in. Thanks for joining us on the Cultured Meat and Future Food Show. We're very excited to have Dr. Peter Nisai and Dr. Reza Ovisi on the show today. Peter, Reza, how are you guys doing? Good morning. Thank you so much, Alex. Thank you. Good morning. Thanks, Alex, for inviting us. Peter, Reza, I guess to start off, tell us a little bit about your backgrounds. My name is Reza Ovisi. I am Assistant Professor in uh, food safety and cellular agriculture at Virginia Tech. My program is Future Foods Lab and Cellular Agriculture Initiative. I have a bachelor degree in aquaculture engineering and my master's and first PhD. They are both around bioprocessing. I've been mainly focusing on using uh, seafood waste stream to produce value added products, cosmetic products and feeding the algae. And then after that, I was working as a researcher in Norway. Uh, then I came to the United States and started working as a researcher at Washington State University as a food safety engineer. And after that, I decided to pursue my second PhD in biosystems engineering. And um, I was working as a researcher for UC Davis and then joined uh, Virginia Tech. I have been mainly focusing on alternative proteins during the last couple of years and cellular agriculture. We are working on insects protein, plant-based protein, microbial protein, fermentation, bioprocessing, and we are trying to enhance the quality, nutritional value, protein efficiency ratio in some of the plant-based proteins, and we are also working on cellular agriculture, trying to produce cultivated seafood. I'm Peter Nesai, co-founder and CEO at Ocean Taste. So I have a background in mechanical engineering. My bachelor degree is in mechanical engineering, experimental design. I have two masters, one in aerospace engineering, flight dynamics and control, and my second master is in mechanical engineering, focusing on material testing and non-destructive testing. My PhD is in additive manufacturing, 3D printing, more focused on 3D bioprinting. And I did a postdoc at Penn State, focusing on tissue engineering and 3D bioprinting. So in the past eight years, I've been developing 3D printing technologies for different application domains, such as by sensing devices, wearable electronics, as well as the food applications. And about a year ago, we incorporated Ocean Taste, and uh, we are actively in this domain now. Great. And you guys have pretty comprehensive academic backgrounds, and I'm excited to chat a little bit more about Ocean Taste. 
But first, tell me a little bit about how you two met and the other co-founder, Dr. Nitin, who is not on this call, how did you get involved with him? In 2013, I was at the coffee shop at Washington State University, and I met Peter, actually, over there. And uh, we started talking about some uh, scientific you know, topics at that time. And then that was, that was the moment that we started developing our relationship. We, we become a really close friend. And we started working together on developing some soft materials and bio-based polymers for different applications. We published a paper together at that time, and we have been actually working together and discussing some topics with each other. And then last year, we were talking both about some tissue engineering and developing some products, and we decided to found a company and both of us we become a co-founder for this company ocean taste and we have been working together yeah so on that topic and regarding dr nitin also i have been working with dr nitin since 2016 so i was a postdoc in dr nitin's lab he has a great background in biomedical engineering and food engineering and also he has a great background in venture development and startup companies and so that's how we are working together three of us so we just started working together officially as a part of the ocean tastes wow that's cool okay so you met at a coffee shop started building this great relationship and started working on projects that actually ended up going to publishing even way back then how did that get started outside of the coffee shop well, let me tell you an interesting story. So as a part of the PhD program, so we have uh, like a course, which is like a seminar courses that they invited speakers from different parts of the world or academic or uh, research uh, industries. So there was a talk one day, which was specifically talking about application of mechanical engineering in food application, uh, how we can use, for example, AFM, which is one of the instruments, at, at atomic force microscopy for food packaging application. And this happens after our first initiation and relationship um, formed between me and Reza. And I was like, uh, looking at this presentation, I was thinking how I can start probably some, some kind of a work with uh, Reza. We have always this thought, you know, basically, I would say in for a period of constantly, for a period of time uh, after, for the coffee time, we just stop and start talking about different matters. But this time I was thinking that what if we can form an idea that we can work together on, on this topic. And I brought this talk, you know, with Reza and just shared, we have an instrument in, in our lab, I told him so. I'm so curious to see if there is a chance that we can work together. And uh, Reza was, as always, was very open, you know, to think about it. And uh, he said, it's actually, you know what, I have an active project right now. I'm writing a paper and uh, running experiments. And uh, how about adding more to, to the current research and we can run more tests for biomaterials in, in food applications and we can take benefit of the instrument in your lab. So we started working and it turns out to be a very 
collaborative and interesting project. And as Reza mentioned, we published a paper. And that was just the beginning. We always had this discussion, you know, uh, finding ways to do interdisciplinary and collaborative work together. And that, that's, that was the initiation. Wow, cool. Okay, so that's really the starting point of Ocean Taste. Tell me a little bit about what Ocean Taste is and exactly what you guys are doing. So Ocean Taste is, is actually an early stage uh, startup based in California. And uh, we are a cultivated seafood company. And we're going to produce cultivated seafood using our proprietary technologies in serum-free media, scaffolding, as well as the cell-based flavor generation. We have an embedded relationship with two active universities, the two global leading universities in cellular agriculture, Virginia Tech and UC Davis. And as mentioned before, I'm not alone in this path. So I have Reza Ovesi from VT and Dr. Nitin Nitin from UC Davis. And it's been about a year we officially incorporate the company. And But the idea of Ocean Taste goes ways back even prior to incorporation, uh, finding solutions to address the global food challenges. Great. And when we think about Ocean Taste, what are some of the initial products that we might see come about? We already actually develop a plant-based crab cake from different types of plants and with different flavors, different formulations. And uh, we have tasted them. They are really nice. They are kind of plant-based products that they can be actually easily sold in the market. That's one thing that we have been doing. The other products that we are thinking right now and we are working on developing them, they are cell-based crab cake, cell-based oyster, eel. Cell-based eel is another type of the product that we have been thinking about that. But we have some other products as a byproduct of you know our process that I can actually let Peter explain them better. Absolutely. So basically, Ocean Taste have three process technologies. I call it as pillars of the value chain. So basically, the first pillar is using artificial intelligence for media discovery and optimization. So we, we have uh, leveraging AI for design of experiments to reduce the number of experiments from thousands of experiments to less than 100. And based on that, we have been able to use uh, replacements for growth factors. So basically, we have developed our own cost-effective serum-free media for different sea species. That's one of the byproducts of our process technologies. Also, we have a fast integrated way. We have a technology uh, which is using infusion cells to uh, basically integrate the cells into plant-based scaffolds. And this is also another, another technology, process technologies at Ocean Taste. We also have an in-house process technology on using fermentation to enhance the flavor of the seafood products. So these three pillars is kind of a, individually can serve as a byproducts of the whole value chain process. And we, as a B2B company, we are open to start strategic partnership with different players in, in, in this space and giving services and support each of these process technologies as well as the final products. 
I guess with these three pillars, you mentioned AI, the scaffold technology, and then fermentation-based flavorings, you guys are then applying that to things like crab cakes, oysters, eels, and other underlying technologies. Now, I hear a lot about oysters, right? Specifically cultivated oysters. And a lot of times the discussion ends up with, you know, oysters being good for the environment. Why do we consider oysters good for the environment? And then what is the main reason to go after self-cultured oysters? So that's a great question. So first of all, yes, oysters or any type of bivalves, they are really good for the environment. They are part of ecosystem. All the seafood products that we are uh, seeing in the market, they are good for the ecosystem. So they have a role in the ecosystem. So technically, it's not just oyster is good for ecosystem. Eel is good for the ecosystem. Any type of fish that you're seeing in the market, they are all good for the ecosystem. But regarding the oysters, so they are filter feeders, right? They are non-selective filter feeders. They are filtering the water. And by filtering the water, they are actually helping the water to be clean. So they are removing the mud or the muddiness from the uh, body of the water. They are removing the algae from the water and they are helping the sun going to the bottom of the ocean or, uh, you know, and the water resources. And they are helping to turn over the nitrogen cycle, to turn over the nutrients in the water. And they are creating the better ecosystem for other seafood species. But by targeting oyster to produce cultivated oyster, we are not really putting them in danger in terms of their role for the environment, right? So technically, there are two types of oyster in the ocean. So one of them is coming from the aquaculture, and the, the other one is the wild type of oyster that they are just kind of there in the environment. But as you know, there are filter feeders, right? And they are filtering everything. So we had a couple of projects in the past. We published several papers around them. So we determined that. So among uh, the bacterial population, the Vibrio, which is the pathogenic bacteria, 11% uh, of the population, they were resistant to different antibiotics. It means if someone gets sick and go, goes to the hospital, so they, they, whatever that they use in the hospital, they might not be able to cure that pathogenic bacterial disease. So the other thing is uh, we found something between 100 to 180 microplastics per one oyster. So there's a lot of microplastics in oyster. And by developing the cultivated oyster, we are providing the safer and clean oyster for consumers, which can actually provide some support for the ecosystem as well. The other thing is the harmful algae bloom. And many times oyster producers, they are not able to harvest for a couple of months because of the algae bloom and the toxic material. And the price goes up transportation has problem so and because of that sometimes oyster they are not always available but what we do is we provide microplastics free pathogen free and always available cultivated oyster for consumers that's great and i guess the wild oysters that are already out there they're still doing their thing that is benefiting the ecosystem the ocean taste team has gone through the proveg incubator program what was that like Provech International as an as a nonprofit organization is actually 
a great uh, incubator, it has a great incubator space uh, for startups that are actively working in cellular agriculture. I would say alternative protein either is fermentation or plant-based protein or cultivated space. And uh, our experience is actually was, well, I had, we had a really great experience, you know, joining this incubator program because uh, they provide a very structured and organized 12 week sessions. And during its 12 week program, uh, we were kind of went through uh, mentorship programs, uh, presentations, and uh, deliverables that help us to better connect to the global food network, sponsors, venture capitals in cellular agriculture domains, and uh, as well as uh, helping us to, in, you know, to enhance our skills on business one. As you can see, all of our three co-founders of Ocean Taste are coming from a science-backed uh, background and uh, we definitely needed to be supported by such an organization uh, to better you know connect to the business world and actually this is just the beginning we are now an alumni of the cohort and uh, this this we're just starting the path with them and uh, this will continue and one specific things that for us was very important was their mission to reduce the animal consumption to 50% by 2040, which was exactly aligned with our mission at Ocean Taste. And we love that. And we wanted to, uh, you know, join a program that's specifically designed for alternative protein. You briefly mentioned it, but, you know, all of the co-founders do come from this academic background. What is that relationship between, you know, managing IP between the university and the startup? Well, that's a very great question. And as I mentioned, we have, I call it an embedded relationship with two active universities, Virginia Tech and uh, UC Davis. And uh, the reason that I named it as an embedded relationship, which is, I believe, one of the key differentiation of Ocean Taste is, is actually the main two co-founders of the company are coming from these two universities. And the way we handle that, so we have three process technologies that are uh, protected by intellectual properties. One of them is through Virginia Tech. Uh, the other is through UC Davis. And the last one is in-house. So the way that we handle that is we, we actually, because of this good relationship with these universities, so we, we started with by signing optional agreement uh, with these two universities, and this will give us, because both technologies are in a provisional patents period, which gives us about a year to evaluate the technology and decide to go through the exclusive licensing. So this is a great timing for Ocean Taste to uh, leverage these technologies. And uh, since the main PIs of these technologies are the co-founders of Ocean Taste, so a university supports uh, hugely in this regard and they uh, actually facilitate this agreement and they support us uh, to commercialize these technologies hopefully by the next year or two so virginia tech and also uc davis 
those are two universities that are part of the USDA $10 million grant. Can you tell us a little bit more about that grant and if there's any overlapping research with this embedded relationship that falls under that grant? So that was a really great, actually, opportunity for us to receive that. There are six in total. There are six other universities uh, in total involved in this grant. The whole project is being led by David Kaplan, Professor David Kaplan at Tufts University. And we have MIT, University of uh, Massachusetts, Boston, University of Virginia State University, and UC Davis and uh, Virginia Tech uh, on board working together, trying to address different aspects of uh, cellular agriculture. But these $10 million grants, it's an integrated project, it's not 100% research. So 30% of that is research, 30% of that is related to education, and 30% is related to the outreach and extension activities and training the next generation of the professionals and preparing them for this field. So definitely, so we were not able to address every single aspect of the cultivated meat through that grant. However, um, so uh, we are technically um, in relationship with Ocean Tastes, we are taking other steps and taking other uh, topics and working on the other topics separately um, other than that $10 million grant to leverage the uh, Ocean Tastes progress. And it's exciting to see that actually from that grant, so many other projects have spawned from it, you know, not saying Ocean Taste is directly one of those, but it's definitely around the same circles. And actually, we've seen other startups work very closely in the university setting to either separate out or create startups within the field. I would say that I think LF Farms might be one as well with some of the early scaffold research that they have. We have a great glimpse into what Ocean Taste does, the backgrounds of of you two, the other co-founder of Ocean Taste. What's really next for Ocean Taste? That's a great question. As an early stage startup, we just started the path probably officially to solve the big problems with global food industries. I would say the next stages is actually based on our B2B platform. We continuously raising money to expand the team, uh, both on technical side and on business side. Basically, on, on an R&D uh, lab scales, we are pretty mature. We are now on the verge of transition to pilot scale. So hopefully by the next two years, we'll be able to launch our pilot scale and uh, we'll be able to expand the team. And uh, through this uh, expansion, we will continuously signing strategic partnership with different players, the conventional seafood manufacturing companies, as well as the cultured uh, meat and seafood companies in the world. And we are pretty open and flexible to work with them. And we will be more than happy to provide technical support and partnership with the other players because we truly believe that we are part of an ecosystem. And in this ecosystem, each startups, each companies and uh, academic and research environments, they're trying to address multiple challenges which exist in uh, our global food system. And uh, we hope 
be one of those players, uh, one of like the others to solve the problem. And for those that are listening that are interested in getting into the cellular agriculture space, what advice do you have for them? And I guess I, I also want to add a layer on top of that question that for these listeners, there are a lot of people either in bachelor's programs, maybe they're in graduate programs that are not directly related to cellular agriculture. What advice do you have for them to really get into the industry? So as a part of that $10 million grant, we noticed that the field is really suffering from a lack of available people. It's a new field. There is a need definitely for hiring people for industry. Industry is really advanced, is progressing really fast. They require to have very well-trained people. I would suggest that if someone is really interested to get into this field, they start talking to professors at universities. They start talking to companies and they develop their relationship with the companies and start uh, start their internship with these companies. Many of these companies, they will be more than happy to have people as an intern. Also, the other suggestion that I have for them, get involved with some research, go to the conferences, talk to the people, stop by at their booth, talk to the people, go to different talks, Start working with GFI, Good Food Institute. They have lots of resources available. Start listening to the podcast like your podcast uh, that provides lots of information for people. And then just don't don't be afraid of anything. Just go ahead and do internship and, uh, um, and introduce yourself and follow your passion and you can do a great job. Cool. And you mentioned internships. Is Ocean Taste currently looking for any interns? Absolutely. So uh, we are currently actually looking to hire people and as well as we are open for internship. Actually, this relationship with university put us in a unique position that we can, we are open to bring people, students, graduate students and uh, highly motivated people that are really passionate about global food system and trying to learn and probably expand their knowledge. We are, we are very open to that one. Yeah, we'll be more than happy, you know, to have interns in, in the company and probably train them for and support them through this uh, program. And one thing that I wanted to add to uh, Reza's talk is there is a famous quote uh, from Theodore Roosevelt that said, believe you can and you're halfway there. So. This is absolutely true that I would say we are, we are facing with the global challenges I, I mentioned about cultivated meat and seafood, like, like the highly cost of the media, cell line availability and cost associated with it, nutritional flavor, natural taste and texture, still difficult to replicate. There are multiple challenges currently with cultivated meat and seafood industries and uh, all of these startups and players and even research institutes are doing their roles and trying to uh, find solution for that. So it's an open source and uh, real world problem that needs bright mind and uh, open-minded and passionate people to come and, you know, uh, join this journey. And uh, we believe that we, as Ocean Taste, we are really open, you know, to 
to have uh, talented people and passionate people and support them through this journey. Peter, Reza, thank you so much. Do you have any last insights before we close out today? And I will say it's, it's going to be hard to beat that kind of inspirational quote that you just gave, Peter, but any last insights for our, our audience today? One thing that I just wanted to mention is the future of food is changing. And so definitely we need to apply different types of technologies to enhance and accelerate that. And in order to do that, we need to collaborate with each other and work together to move it forward and save the planet from the conventional food production systems. And that's very important, how we collaborate with each other and help each other. And again, I wanted to appreciate you for providing this opportunity for us to attend this talk and uh, provide some insights for people. Thank you so much, Alex. Well, on my behalf, I also wanted to thank you, Alex, for inviting us to this great talk. And I wanted to mention that at Ocean Taste, we are absolutely open for passionate people to find, wanted to find solutions to address global humanitarian and environmental challenges. And definitely global food challenges, one of the most critical challenges in the world currently. And uh, I appreciate uh, that you set up this platform to invite speakers and help to raise the wisdom, I would say, and awareness for addressing the global food challenges. Thank you very much, Alex. Peter Reza, thank you so much for joining us on the show and those kind words. If you'd like to learn more about Ocean Taste, check them out on LinkedIn or on their website at www.oceantastes.com. Uh, and we'll have that link in the show notes as well. This is your host, Alex, and we look forward to seeing you on our next episode. This program was produced by H Media. See you soon. <laughs>